them up, knock them down. I'm the greatest in my town. I'm the greatest. What's up, guys? We got Luke and Caleb here, OGFY podcast number two. Uh, today, we're going to break down a little bit of stuff about health and fitness, but really, it's going to be a more overall wellness, you know. It's not going to be super bro-y gym stuff. It's going to be a little bit of routines, but it's going to be pushing a lot more than just a traditional gym and bro talk. So let's start it off with Caleb. Like you on, not even on paper, on Instagram, present way better than I do. (laughs) And that's because you are in far better shape than I am. Oh, stop it. uh, I mean, I think think (laughs) people would agree with that. So... Let's hop into uh, what is your daily routine workout-wise like right now? Because let's talk about where you are like in your journey, you know, like what you're kind of preparing for, but also, you know, holding yeah. back or not holding back, but like, you know, toning things back a little bit. So let's talk about what do you do every day and what are you preparing for? What are you doing? Um, so right now I'm still chasing the dream of uh, trying to play in the NFL. Um, so still training every day, still um, doing the grind, still have to be creative. You know, I'm out in Hawaii. I have to come up with some stuff um, to do. Um, so daily routine. So I wake up, um, and thanks to Aubrey Marcus, I just started this new drink in the morning. It's called, he calls it the morning cocktail. Um, it's just 12 ounces of water with, um, I think he said three grams. Yeah, I think it's three grams of sea salt and uh, a fourth of a lemon. And his whole deal is every morning you need to do a couple things and that's hydrate. So that drink is to hydrate. As soon as you wake up, you hydrate, get all your electrolytes back in, you kind of, you know, um, stay off your phone. It's kind of a big one. You know, you don't want to be checking your phone. And I'm very, um, guilty of that. I like to check my phone, check my email right when I wake up and it's not very good. Um, obviously that light, you know, and then, uh, so it's hydrate and then it's, um, light. So get out in the sun, um, get some vitamin D, soak it up. Just whether it's walking your dog, just going outside to drink your morning coffee, um, whatever it is and then movement. So like I said, going for a walk, walk your dog, um, you know, just go for a walk yourself. He likes to do, he said he does like 20 burpees. Sometimes I'll do some push-ups. I just kind of just move, get the blood flowing. Right. Um, so that's what I'll do. And then if I'm going to take a shower, um, you know, sometimes I'll just go straight to the workout. If I want to take a shower before my workout, um, I've just recently started incorporating that cold shower, um, where it's two minutes of hot and that's how you kind of wash and you do all your stuff. And then you do, you go cold, as cold as you can. And, um, you take 30 deep breaths, like, right. And he's like, you kind of get to the point where you're lightheaded, but like, he's like, don't pass out, you know, um, that's where you kind of get lightheaded in your body kind of starts to go in that fight or flight mode. And then as soon as you get kind of catch your breath and you kind of absorb the, the, the cold and it's all about kind of just getting ready for the day and the challenge, like being in cold water is challenging. You're pushing yourself, you're testing your limits. Um, and then you can go back to hot or you can contrast whatever you do. And that really, really wakes me up. Um, and then I'll go work out whatever I'm doing that day. And as far as nutrition in the morning, I have, I, every morning I have uh, protein oatmeal, I get quick oats. It's a, a half cup of oats, a cup of water. I do, um, if I saw this dude, uh, this dude, Jesse James Walker, um, he's a fitness guy on YouTube and he was doing the cinnamon when he's putting stuff, he goes, give it two naughty girl spanks and he spanks it twice. <laughs> so I started That's doing awesome. that. Uh, so I started giving it two naughty girl spanks of cinnamon. Right. Um, and then a scoop of my protein, whatever protein that is that you have. And then uh, if I'm going to work out in the morning, so I'm going to take pre-workout, I won't drink coffee. So I'll put the MCT oil in my oatmeal. 
Um, it's actually delicious. It's amazing. And there's no sugar. There's no bullshit in it. Um, so I get, cause I get the regular quick go. It's not that, you know, maple brown sugar stuff. Um, and then, yeah, and then recently I've been having to eat more. I've just been burning so many calories that I'll have a, a rice, two of those rice cakes, um, mm-hmm. just normal rice cakes and put avocado on it. So it's kind of like avocado toast. Um, just a little bit less of the shit, you know, bullshit. I mean, it's not like avocado toast. <laughs> it's like two rice cakes with an avocado. And let me make this clear. I, I, um, and Aubrey Marcus said this, I'm copying him. I eat to live. I don't live to eat. So I, I literally cook food for my nutrition. I don't care how good it tastes, but like being at my girlfriend's house, um, her parents are amazing. Um, her dad's a fisherman. So we're getting all this fish and eating in Hawaii. We're eating good. So when he makes food, I'm going to smash it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's real food. It's cooked. It tastes amazing. Um, but when I'm like at my, my normal routine, I'm making ground turkey or ground beef or whatever it is. I'm seasoning a little bit and I'm having it with some rice and I'm down in it. So it's like, you know, I don't really care how good it tastes. I barely breathe when I eat it, you know? So, um, that's kind of my, uh, routine right now. And that's normal. And then obviously go off my day, do whatever the hell I want to do. Um, so what kind of, uh, what kind of workouts are you hitting right now? So normally when, when you work out at home, you got the dungeon in the garage, yeah. you know, especially since quarantine, uh, you yeah. know, gyms haven't been open as much. Yeah. Um, so then, you uh, had some, some weights, some exercise stuff in your garage, and you decided to create the dungeon. So tell us yes. about the dungeon a little bit. Um, well, the dungeon is sanctuary, man. It's where, uh, you know, so my dad, had a, my dad had a lot of stuff. He was very big. Dude. He was like, what? I mean, you, you knew him. He's his biggest. He was like 300 pounds and then got all this workout equipment because he didn't want to go to the gym because he was so big. So and then he got all this workout equipment, lost a bunch of weight. It looks great now. Um, and then when I came home from college, it was, the garage was still kind of jacked up. So we cleaned it all out, um, got all the flooring laid down, everything, um, set it all up. And the dungeon is, is awesome, man. It's, it's been obviously tremendous during quarantine. Um, you know, you've come over, had a lot of our friends come over, um, helping people work out, just get it in. Um, it's got everything you need. You know what I mean? So, and what I've learned throughout this whole process is you don't need a bench. You don't need kettlebells. Yeah. You don't. You don't need anything. You know those are those are um, byproducts and those are privileges that we have. You know, um, push-ups are so underrated. Bodyweight stuff is so underrated. It's hard. It's great control. It teaches you a lot of stuff. Um, so I've been able to kind of incorporate that stuff as well. And being in Hawaii, obviously, it shifted a little bit. So I'm on the ranch. So I was doing some ranch work, um, which is a workout in itself, but doing a lot of body weight stuff at first. And then I found stuff around the ranch, like a 60 pound um, cement bag, which shit. I mean, I did, I could do everything. I did shoulder presses, curls, whatever. Um, and then I found gas cans that were filled up. So, you know, shrugs, high pulls, um, curls with that, push-ups, all kinds of shit. So um, it's being creative, but uh, majority of it though, I'm still working on my running, my speed, um, change of direction, um, football stuff. So, yeah, because yeah, when, when you kind of break it down of uh, what is the majority of working out, it's uh, picking stuff up and putting it down. A hundred percent. That's literally what it is. And like people, like I say it to people all the time and they're like, okay, no, it's not like there's technique and everything, but like, yeah, yeah. there's technique to everything. But like, it's like too perfect in the gym, you know, there's handles and the weight's perfect, but like, that's not real life. Like, no, you pick up a table, you have to move a coffee table in the house. Like it's not perfectly weighted. You don't get a 100%. bar, you get like fingertips so it's just like when i love when i saw some of the stuff that you were doing like working out with like buckets and gas cans because it's like oh 
that's a real thing that you'd have to do. You'd have to pick up a really heavy gas can and move it from here to yeah. here and pour it. Absolutely. So I, I thought that was, that was really cool because it's like everyone gets so comfortable and complacent. And even me, because it's like the gym just opened back up here for a little bit in California, even though it might close soon. It's just like, it's nice to have like, it be so easy. Yeah. Because you know, obviously it's, it's nice. And it's just like, oh, like the machine. I miss that yeah. machine. But it's because exactly. like all the variables are perfect, which isn't real life. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And what you uh, opened my mind to a good point of like, everybody is it's crazy nowadays right so everybody you know i can include myself in this category everybody's a fitness expert everybody's do work everybody's doing this um and even like sport specific so people are are literally narrowing it down to like your big toe muscle or your finger muscles or all these little muscles do that i've never even heard of that now we're working right yeah and being around some of these kid athletes that are like working out younger and doing all this sport specific stuff, quote unquote, for the audio only people. Um, I, I, I saw like a 13 year old, 12 year old with a torn ACL. I'm like, I, I never even heard of a torn ACL until I got to like my junior year, senior year of high school. Yeah. I didn't know anybody that had a torn ACL personally until like senior year of high school. So did your 12 year old have a torn ACL? And the biggest thing that John Davis, I told you, he's the guy that got me into OGFY and fitness. Dude, you want to be fast? Go run. You want to be big and strong? Go lift heavy shit. Yep. Go barbells and kettlebells, bro. Fucking pick it up, put it down, clean it, deadlift it, squat it, bench it. You know what I mean? Yep. And compound lifts. That works everything. And this guy is, he's an older gentleman and he's shredded his shit. He's in fucking phenomenal shape. And he's funny because he gives me shit because I do a lot of abs, right? Like I like to do abs. I like to just kind of feel that pump in my stomach. And he's like, dude, get the hell out of my gym if we're going to sit here and do those workouts. And I'm like, what? You don't do abs? Like, I haven't done abs in fucking 30 years, whatever it is. And he's shredded his shit. He's like kettlebells and barbells. And it's he's that's literally what. seen that carbs and so forth. Yeah. I've had a carbs <laughs> 2004. A lot of these babies up with kills every morning in the shower. <laughs> um, Stepbrothers reference for those of you that don't know. And if you don't know, that's sad. Yeah. That's um, but you know what I mean? So it's kind of like today's world is super weird with this working out bullshit of like you need to warm this up and this up and don't get me wrong there's a lot of good stuff behind a lot of that stuff i just think if you get too specific like dude we grew up playing sports every day out on the street we're doing you know attack of the ball carrier we're doing uh pickle we're playing pickup basketball so we're generating and building these muscles that we we're not even realizing you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and then when you go sports specific, you're so specific that I feel like you're not getting the full range of everything. And this isn't a tested theory. This is just my theory of what's going on right now in the world today and totally. um, all these young kids and stuff. So, And it's like a lot of people are like, uh, can listen, like the general citizen, the civilian. So like a me who's not playing sports, you know what I mean? Might watch, for example, something that you do that you're showing specifically for football, just all hypothetical example. And like, I don't need to be doing hurdles. You know what I mean? Like, no, exactly. They're doing like those things. And it's just like for the 85 to 90% of the people that are just the regular people, like you guys, like we, not even just you guys, we need to just like the regular stuff. And that's going to give us like 80 to 90% of the results by just doing the simple things, you know? Yeah. Just keep it, keep it simple. I mean, you hear that saying all the time is it's not rocket science. It really isn't. If you want to be faster, go, go run. I mean, dude, for those people that don't know me, like, I was the slowest piece of shit growing up as a kid. Like I was oh, so, you were so slow, so slow, so dude. uncoordinated. Dude, my feet were so heavy and I would just slam just them. Like... And I just, dude, my first years of football, I played, I played line, right? I was a center. I mean, I, I could catch, I had good hand. You played line? 
Yeah, I was a center. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, see, there you go. You learn something every day. So I was a center. I had a good hand eye. I could catch, right? And um, so on the Michigan Cowboys, right? So I'm a center. And then all of a sudden, I um, I go to my dad after that season. I'm like, Dad, I want to be fast. I want to play running back. I want to play quarterback. And he's like, okay, then we need to start running. And, you know, we had a couple drills here and there, like speed ladders and stuff. But, dude, we literally just ran, just ran sprints every single day. And what do you know? I got faster. You know what I mean? So people say speed something you can't teach, which, yeah, I can't. John Ross is a 4-2 fucking guy. That guy. You can't teach that shit. I've seen – I've trained with him personally, and the way that guy moves is, un, is phenomenal. It's, it's fucking crazy. You can't teach that shit. But you can get faster, and you can teach yourself to get faster, speed up your quickness, your, you know – all those muscles get those, get that stuff firing. Um, but just go run. You want to get faster, go run. I wanted to get bigger. I wanted to gain weight. I ate a shit ton and I lifted heavy shit. You know what I mean? That's, that's just, it's simple doing like, well, you have to do this bicep exercise to do this and this does it. And like, yeah, you're going to hit different muscles, but if you need to start somewhere, just start there, just start lifting heavy shit, start running. You know what I mean? Totally. Keep it simple. So if you could give some listeners, we're just like, if you had one, resource besides yourself like that you would want someone to reference you know just to not have to be an athlete just a general person to get in uh to get in really you know good shape healthy um yeah. what, what would that resource be what would you tell them to go watch read or whatever um wow that's a good i have so many and half the people i come across on instagram i don't even know their names i just they post cool shit i save it you know what i mean mm-hmm. um that, that's a really good big i kind of it's kind of through trial and error um everybody's different so that that's where this conversation comes in my daily routine might not work for you you know i do a 12-hour eating window some people do eight some people don't give a shit about an eating window you know it's whatever works for your body and i've realized like some of aubrey marcus's stuff i I listen to aubrey marcus his podcast honestly that's a great resource tons of health and uh, wellness stuff on there he run he owns the company on it with joe rogan um they, they know a ton of their shit. I mean, his book, Own the Day, Own Your Life, um, tons of great nutrition stuff on there. But some of that stuff doesn't fit well with my life. Like he's, they're, yeah. they're big on keto. For whatever reason, keto, I just don't respond well to. I, my body likes the carbs. It likes to eat the carbs and, and burn them. It's just, yeah. that's my body. So, you know, everything's different. Um, so, I mean, if you're starting out, I, I would just go on Instagram and look at different workouts. Look at I me. Mean, you could definitely come to OGFY. That's probably a great resource for you to look at. Um, probably is. No, but seriously, there, there's workouts that people do that work great for them that don't work out for me. So, everybody's different. You just got to kind of test the waters and trial and error. I mean, you could both can attest to that, that we've tried different stuff that didn't work at all and tried stuff that changed my life. So, it's like, you know, and Coach Davis is, is very big on that. Um, like I, you guys told you, Coach John Davis, old strength coach, and it's currently still my strength coach. But, um, you know, he's big on just dude, eating real food, being efficient with what you eat. You know, don't put bullshit into your body. So people are like, well, what's a meal plan? What do I eat? Well, stop eating the bullshit. You know what I mean? Cut out sugar. Cut out those drinks. Cut out those liquid calories. Cut out all that bullshit. And you're going to see a difference just in that alone. You know what I mean? Totally. So, that's, that's a big thing, too. Uh, I, I'll get questions every once in a while. Um, was just like, what should I eat? Or like, like just people who really don't know. Yeah. Um, because it's like, it's, you can grow up and be like 25 and realize you've never been taught any basic nutrition. 100%. And what's really funny is like, people are like, what, what should I eat? Like, no, no, how about we look at what you're eating right now? Let's start with taking well, you stuff should away. Not. Yeah, Let's start exactly. Removing some things. Like, 100%. And it's just like, even then, I'm not telling you to 
only eat you know vegetables how about we just stop no. eating some of like some of the sugars you're eating every night you yeah know I mean? like, let's 100%. start there yeah so speaking so you, of that uh, no, you go ahead sorry uh speaking of that was like i want to uh riff off of like uh same days and cheat days you talked about that a okay. little bit yeah so what what do you how would you define your same days and cheat days because uh I'd say right now in our lives, I've had maybe one or two or 300 more cheat days than you have recently, <laughs> but oh, nothing shit. terrible, you know, but no. What, when did you realize at what point, like what was the, the switch that happened to where it was just like, uh, oh, I need a same day. Like I need a cheat day. I need to be a human as opposed to a machine today. So what happened? Yeah. What, what'd you do? What'd you eat? What was the, what, like, what's your go-to thing? You know, like tell us a little bit about that. So, I mean, obviously your metabolism changes as you get older, right? So, I mean, high school, we were just eating whatever the fuck we wanted. We loved Taco Bell, but we were working out every day, sometimes three times a day. You, said that, like, you said that past tense. <laughs> no, I, I we still love Taco uh, Bell. I still love Taco I, Bell. I mean, this isn't, uh, you know, an ad for Taco Bell, but I fucking love it, okay? Um, I would love and to. And so, my body's always been kind of easy at eating that shit, and then I got a little older. I went to Washington State my first year, came back, and I was fucking fat. You told me that straight up, like, dude, you're fat. So from that day yeah, forward, I when I went back there, I just, I had to do a little extra workouts after practice and stuff to kind of work my body back into shape. Um, but it's all good in moderation. So like, I mean, I'm eating my rice, chicken, meat, and veggies, right? Every day, same, same meals for probably five to six days. And then the weekends at Washington State, you know, I'd go out, me and uh, my boy Hunter, we would we would be strict all week and then give ourselves either Saturday or Friday, whatever. Sometimes both days go out, you know, drink whatever we needed to do. Um, and that just brought you back to, you know, I mean, not like I keep saying, I'm not encouraging drinking or anything, but whatever it is that you need to do, if it's pizza, like your cheat day, just makes you feel human again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so currently, um, or even, you know, at Nevada, like I felt like moderation is, is, is key because, my junior year was my best year I had. Right. And I was working my ass off and, but still after games, we would ever go out and celebrate, you know, having a great time and enjoying moments, enjoying stuff with my teammates. And that kept me sane. I mean, dude, it, it, a season's an emotional roller coaster, bro. You have good games, you have bad, your coach mad at you, whatever the case is. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're grinding and during seasons a little different. You're kind of eating whatever you want. But then fast forward to my senior year, I was so like locked in, like, you know, it's crazy because the best, the best offseason I had was before my senior season where we, I, we were working our balls off every single day, grinding into the ground, just extra work every single day. And on the weekends, we'd go to Tahoe, we'd go drink, we'd go do our stuff. And we, it was one of the best summers I've ever had, right? And then going into the season, I'm like, oh, I'm going to lock in. I'm going to be super locked in. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. And I had the worst – and I had a terrible – not a terrible season, but I didn't have the, the season I won. And I think it was because I didn't have any moderation. I was a machine. I was an emotional wreck. I was I was trying to be so focused that it took away, you know. Um, so there's a lot – everything's good in moderation, man. you got to keep yourself human. you got to – you know, like we went out – I've been eating really clean, and then we went out to uh, have tacos and margaritas the, uh, a couple weeks ago, and it made me feel great because mm -hmm. sometimes those cheat meals, you know, I don't know all the exact science behind it, but it fills up your muscles. You, you know, your muscles need it. It craves all that stuff that it, you've yeah. been, that you've been not giving it. So kind of like reset your insulin, reset your glycogen. Yes. You know, just kind of reset. That's like the levels. And there's always a term that I just, uh, when someone's like, well, you're eating that for your cheat meal. And I just call it, uh, it's heart food. Carb load. 
Yeah. <laughs> because carb load makes it sound like there's like a real purpose to it, like physically. But yeah. like, so it's like, it's my heart food. It's I, my soul needs this burger 100%. right now, you know? So speaking of sane days, I mean, you just did a, um, a 30 day challenge, you know, a couple, what about a month ago? I think you did two of them, right? Two 30 day challenges. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and then you, you incorporated sane days. Um, and I remember, I remember during your challenge, I was driving down the street past my house and I see you running. <laughs> And you're at a stoplight and you're doing just busting out push-ups. And I'm like, look at this guy right now, dude. So um, yeah. talk us through your little 30-day challenge you did. Yeah, so I did something called the Uncommon 30. Uh, Uncommon, it's, uh, it's, it's just a little thing. It's like uh, a lot of people, if you ask them, like, what is your favorite, like, word that you've ever heard? Like, what's your favorite word that just means the most to you? Most people don't have an answer. And uh, Uncommon is my favorite word. Yeah. And so I called it the Uncommon 30. And it's uh, – Uncommon is my favorite word just because of uh, the whole David Goggins story. So if you don't yep. know him or haven't read Can't Hurt Me or watch the stuff on YouTube or anything, you, you should. Um, yeah. But so I called it Uncommon 30 because I was living life. I was, uh, you know, working from home, trying to start uh, some business stuff I was working on, doing a lot of projects. And I uh, was neglecting, totally neglecting like working out. Like I would go to the gym or I'd work out, but like just to like, tell myself I got it done. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have any like intent or purpose going into the, uh, my workouts. And then all of a sudden like one off day turned into two and then turned into three and then turned into like, I'm fat. Yeah. Quickly turned into <laughs> I'm fat. And so, the, and I, I've gone through like cycles of this, especially since I stopped playing baseball, like of working out really hard because it's like, it, uh, you know, some clicks and then it's uh, kind of like, all right, I need to take it back a step. And then a step turns into, take it back a yard and then turns into a football field and I'm fat again. <laughs> and it's, it's just real life. And that's kind of like how the cycle's going to bend. So finally, after one of those cycles happened, um, I called myself out when I was just like, I'm a big, like, um, I'm a big like proponent of like radical transparent and radical, like call yourself out on your shit. Uh, Absolutely. And so when I started the Uncommon 30 challenge, it was, uh, I'm fat. I'm tired all the time. You know, I don't like it. what I see in the mirror just because it's just like, come on, like, that's not true. Like you're young. There's yeah. no reason for me to be like this. I know also, I know too much nutrition and workout stuff, like to look and feel like this. So I decided to, um, I started to write down like a list of like pillars for like the uncommon 30 of like, what is this? Like I have like five or six rules or something like this that I'm going to do for 30 days. You know, eat like this, eat like this. And at first I wrote it down being really strict. And then for a second, I was like, wait, maybe this is why I keep going through these cycles. Yeah. Burn it's it just out. like, I'm zero to hundred on two opposite ends of the spectrum. So I kind of like met in the middle. I was just like, if 30 days is going to be this Monday through like, I think it was like Monday through or Sunday through Friday is like, in, it's not like intense, but it's a lot more disciplined nutrition and stuff. And then my Saturday nights, it's a cheat day. Yeah. So it's like, I'll usually eat like a 12, 12 hour window too, or like I'll eat an eight hour window and do like 16 hours of fasting. But like on Saturdays, my eight hour window could eat anything. And yeah. it made the whole entire uncommon 30 challenge, like not easy, but like simpler mentally. It was just like, it wasn't terrible to go through. Cause it was just like, I became, I started looking forward towards Saturday. And then also it was one of those things where like you, your body slowly starts to be like, I don't totally need this stuff as much as I was giving it to myself. Like before when I was overweight, just like, yeah once to twice a week is like in moderation like that is actually so much that everybody needs. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like you said, it gave you something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, the, the thing is too, like some people, like we said, everybody's different. Like, so I listened to a podcast with uh, Bodie Miller, who's an Olympics uh, skier and um, with Aubrey Marcus. And he's, he's that he's extreme. He's partying. 
a shit ton the night before taking three whiskey shots at the bar, fucking one, two, three, throwing him back, and he has a race tomorrow. You know what I mean? But that's how he operates. I mean, whatever, whatever floats your boat. And like, I'm, we're not, like I said, we're not here to encourage anything. But, you know, and then he said when he's training, he'll go on his benders of partying and doing whatever he's doing. And then when he trains, he locks back in. He's super strict and he's working his balls off. He has no off days. And that's yeah. just how he works. And he's like, you know, I've done my research on, you know, it's supposed to do this, you're supposed to do this. And he's like, you know what? That's not my cup of tea. I work hard for 100 days straight and then I'll go party for, you know what I mean? Whatever the, his case is. But um, you got to find, again, that was your, that's what helped you. It made you sane. It kept you totally feeling human you know it's, um, it's all about like the perspective too but like it's all about like stop just listening to people and and listening to like oh what they say is right you know like what they say is yeah. working for them it's a totally different thing like it's accepting that it's right or like hey it's yeah. working for them it's all about like you have to test it for yourself you know what i mean like 100 percent for you might not work for me but what works for me might work for my brother but not my other brother like there's a couple exactly. of different things on me. so it's all about like stop giving shit of just like oh that he does it so i have to do it that way it's like no 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 he does it. You should try it, test it, yeah. see it works, but be totally yeah. okay if it doesn't. And then switch to something else. Yeah. And I've, I am still psycho. I don't know if I'm going to change that. So like I, if I'm going to have a cheat day, I have to prepare for it. Like I have to be ready for it. So I'll work out that day and I have to work out the day after, or if yep. I'm going to drink, I'm going to work out that morning. I'm going to work out that next morning after I drink. And that's just, that's just how I level with myself. That's how it makes me feel good. I had my fun and now I'm back to the grind. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's, what's going to keep me going. Um, and, you know, a lot of people like balance, like Joe Rogan talks about, um, they call him like the balance warrior. Like this dude is a monster in the weight room. He's in the MMA. He's doing all this hardcore, super manly shit. Right. And then he um, goes and then he's great at yoga. He's great at, you know, self-awareness. He's great at, um, you know, his, his spiritual life and he's into psychedelics and that creativity of his, of his life. So he's like the perfect balance of like that storm of, of life where he's just tapping into everything. And he said, the craziest thing is that he doesn't have enough time to do the things he wants to do. Like, cause yeah. he just wants to do so much shit, you know? Um, but I mean, balance is key, man. And um, like you talked about, and we'll get in the books, but a, a big book and, you know, Mike Studd is a, you know, we'll get into influencers and stuff, but he's a podcast and he's a rapper and he has a lot of good stuff on his podcast. And uh, a book that he always brings up is the seven spiritual laws of success. Um, and he kept bringing it up, kept bringing it up. So I, I bought it and I read it and it was awesome. And it taught me a lot of good stuff. And I'm not super, I just had a weird kind of wave before my senior year of like tapping into like my spiritual side. Like I just, you know, I had like this weird calling to like tap into that side of, of me. And um, the first thing I started doing was writing stuff down. Like, and that was a huge deal that he would always talk about. So you talked about like writing your goals down, writing down what you're grateful for, keeping a journal um, is big on him. And he's, he's an older, he's, he's older, he's in his thirties. And um he's like I just started getting into this you know what I mean and it's changed my life so I would do that like all through fall camp I'd wake up every morning I would um write down my goals and my goals for the day were like don't drop a ball win every one-on-one -on -one route whatever like just small goals you know what I mean for that day and then have my big goals up like be all conference be this have 100 catches whatever the case whatever that big goal was too you know um and the seven, seven spiritual laws of success just taught me the biggest thing was no judging and that's just not judging other people, not judging yourself, not judging, you know, it was not judging, not taking things personally. That really spoke to me because it's like, you know, in the, the book, it's like, you know, if you say fuck you to me, I'm not going to take that personally. You don't really, it's not, it doesn't have to do with me. It's you. There's something with you that has to make you say fuck you to me. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. kind of the whole spiritual thing is like, don't take anything personally. This guy cut you off on the freeway. 
you know, I could freak the fuck out or I could just be like, oh, you know what? Maybe that guy's having a bad day. He's in a rush. You know what I mean? We're not going to judge him, you know? So those are kind of big things that I took away. Um, but having balance in my life of all that stuff. Yeah. One of, uh, kind of to riff off of that, that, uh, my like favorite book is probably the most, most gifted, most referenced book, uh, in my entire life. It's the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Awesome. And so it's, I've read it more than every other book in my life besides probably green eggs and ham. And, <laughs> and a big thing about it, it's just, uh, something that always helped me too, is just like, if somebody does something to you, you know, it's, uh, you have uh, a meeting at two o'clock or a phone call at two o'clock. It's, you're supposed to talk with somebody at two o'clock and you're sitting there by your phone. You schedule a whole day around this call at two o'clock, for example, yeah. and they miss it and they don't show up. You start to, in your head, you're like, that person has no idea what I did in my schedule to do all of this stuff. Like they have no idea, like the things I moved around, what I did to be available for this call. And you start to build up this like situation in your head where they were doing it despite you. Yeah. Like, they, were, they were doing it like, to negatively affect your life when in reality, one, you have no idea what happened to them. You, you yeah. know, like who knows what happened to where they literally couldn't do it Two, They may have forgot life. Happens, yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. But the okay, whole right. entire thing of like, accepting that is like realizing like, stop taking yourself so seriously. People aren't trying to spite you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people aren't actually trying to do something like to harm your life in any way. Like 99% yeah. of the entire world is not doing that. 100%. And, 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 you know, I'm a bad guy when it comes to holding grudges. And it's obviously stuff I need to work on. Like, I take, I used to take shit so personally, like, this school didn't offer me or this kid said this about me. And dude, they, they dude, that, that was in high school. That was fucking, you know, eight years ago. Like, you still don't like that kid. You know what I mean? And I have a problem with that. And I've been working on it. And it's, um, you know, something that, like I said, going, to, going and finding yourself, this whole reason of this podcast, and that stuff that let go of the bullshit, let go of the past, you know, forgiveness, don't judge, don't, don't take shit personally. Um, and you know, and Gary Vee talks a lot about like, dude, fuck everybody. Like who gives a shit? Like, why are, like, why do you care what this person thinks of you? Why do you care? Yeah. You know I mean, and it's very easy come easy go. Cause in the whole grand scheme of things, there's only a, you can count on your hand how many people you care what they think of you. You know what I mean? Like really totally. care. Like your, your group, you know, um, if, if you got to go bury a dead body, who are you calling type shit? You know, like we talk about, mm-hmm. um, and, it's 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 those people you know what i mean like, give a fuck what everybody you know people are posting about like unfollowers and all this kind of shit and it's like dude if you have those five people that you have in your circle and they follow you and that's what you care about then you're living a good life you know what i mean totally um, and gary talks about something uh i'm a i'm a big fan of gary uh for a lot of things um mentally he helped me mentally he was like one of the people that really like pushed me to dropping out of college and yeah. uh, i met i literally met him um probably four months after I dropped out of college and I just told him that and he was like the smile that was up on his face that like he had an impact through a couple YouTube videos yeah Uh, but a big thing that I love about him it's not even like the business stuff it's just like the questions he or the questions that he tells you to ask yourself are like oh you know like so the biggest thing that I think I've ever gotten from him is that the idea of what's the alternative so he people are like how are you always so positive why are you thinking about it that way and he goes well what's the alternative Think yeah. about the situation like fucking negatively like what yeah how's that gonna help me what, what is that like what is that gonna do for me yeah so it's really, it's like a simple question that like i challenge even like you me and like anybody listening just like uh you have a situation in your life right now mm-hmm. and there are two ways of thinking about it you know like it's gonna turn out well or it's gonna turn out poorly if you think it's gonna turn out poorly there's a there's a statistically data back higher chance that it's gonna happen that's been proven yeah. in a ton of research but 
if you think choose to think about it positively, it's a simple decision because it's just like, uh, well, I mean, what's the alternative to think positively? Yeah. Like it, it's just, it's a way easier decision than people think. A hundred percent. And you, sometimes you waste your energy thinking about the worst case scenario. That's never going to fucking happen. And you know, oh, yeah. I had a, and football has done that. Like you go out, like I go out to catch a punt and in your head, punt returners, you know, they know, fuck dude, what if I drop this ball? What if I drop this ball? And that was younger me. What if I drop this ball? Yeah, dude, what if I catch this and score a fucking touchdown? You know what I mean? How yeah. about that? How about you start speaking that into existence? How about you, you know what I mean? Um, you start visualizing and visualization, speaking stuff into existence is so powerful. And that goes into positive vibes and just value. Like you, these people that you have in your life, are they bringing value? Are they feeding your ambition? Are they feeding you and giving you encouragement? Are they, you know, giving you the vibes that are just fucking positive? Because when you're speaking this shit into existence, like I'm going to go to the NFL, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start this business. I'm, you know what I mean? You got to speak it, write it. You got to really fucking believe it. And then, you know, you make it inevitable if you put that work in, you know, it's not just going to come because you said it, you got to put the work in, but you know, like you said, it's just, you have to have, you have to have it. You have to believe it. You know, you can't, what's the alternative. Okay. You're going to think about the worst case scenario, me dropping this ball and fumbling and all this kind of shit. And it's like, well, that's probably going to happen right when it's kicked. Oh shit. Oh shit. You know what I mean? You got to be in the right positive mindset to do things. Totally. And even like off the field, you put that application into like, you're getting prepped to, for a job interview. I mean, especially nowadays, like with the world, like it might even be a zoom inter- interview, but it's just like, uh, and in your mind before you do it, it's just like, uh, what if this doesn't go? What if I say something stupid? Like, what if I don't get a job? That's just like, the difference and the alternative is like, what if you do get the job, get hired and you love it? Yeah, exactly. What would you rather focus your energy on? You know what I mean? Exactly. Which it's like, it's a lot easier said than done, especially because people like build these habits where they think of a situation and people are pessimistic and they've just built up like that muscle, pessimistic muscle in a bad way. 100%. Easily untrained and go the other way, but it takes some work. But that's one of those things yeah. that you like, hey, this is something I'm doing and it's a habit I want to change. And I'm realizing it now, like, okay, let's start. Let's. A hundred percent. And you know, we're all, I mean, we're, we're not perfect on this podcast. We're not perfect people. We, we talked about that. And I definitely have to work on that because there's some aspects of my life where I'm created it. I'm like, Oh dude, fuck it. I'll, I'll make it work. I'll do this. I'll persevere. And there's sometimes that shit happens that I'm like, Oh my God, what now? This sucks. What am I going to do? Oh my God, this is exactly what I didn't want to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you know, I just posted about on the OGFY page about my injury. Like, you know, I fucking worked my ass off and I was all dialed into my senior season. And I fucking blow up my shoulder. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, what more has to happen to me to just not get where I want to go? You know what I mean? It's like, and then you get in that fucking victim mindset of, oh, my God, poor me, poor me, poor me. When in reality, dude, like, why not you? First of all, I don't believe, I I believe things happen for a reason. I believe they changed it because, you know, if that would have happened, we might not be here with OGFY. You know what I mean? There's, There's so much different shit that shit happens for reasons, right? But you know, just get yourself out of that victim phase and just, okay, so what's next? What's my next step? You know what I mean? And um, what really pulled me out of that too, like I, when I hurt my knee my first year in Nevada, I was all, I was so pissed off and I was just so like mad at the world and like, what the hell? I'm supposed to have this great season. And I was skipping out on rehab and I wasn't, I didn't give a shit and I was in such a dark place. And my boy Crandall who just tore his ACL for the third time, you know what I mean? He's in there grinding every single day in rehab. And he, and he's, and he's a walk-on. He's fighting for his spot. And he just, he just wants to play, man. He just, that's all he's thinking about. And I'm like, I need to be like that guy, dude. You know what I mean? Like, he's coming in every single morning just, just juiced. And he just tore his ACL for the third time. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's just like, dude. So, I mean, there's people that, those are the people you need to gravitate towards and feed off that energy. And that's what took me out of a, 
a hole that I was dug in. Yeah, I like uh, the idea you mentioned the other day, which it's, it's something like, I mean, I'm sure people heard a ton, I've heard a thousand times, but it's like something along the lines of like, you're the average of the five people you hang out with most or something like that. What's the saying? How does it go? Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, you are who you surround yourself with. You are who you, I mean, you become who you hang out with. You are the average of the five people yeah, you are that the you hang around is what, the, is, what, is what they like statistically say, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, I mean, if you think about that, if you're hanging out with five millionaires, chances are you're probably going to be in that. In uh, that probably going to be number yeah, six. Exactly. So, I mean, you look at our bubble. I mean, we have a lot of guys that are division one or pro or, or business owners or whatever, you know, very successful people. And it's just, it's, it's like healthy competition. It's like, you don't want to one up any of your friends. You don't ever want to like, you don't root against them, but it's like, damn, I want to be like that. I want to, you know what I mean? I want to be passionate. I want to create a business, whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever the case is. And um, you just feed off each other, man. So to, to go off of that. So now it's like, if you think about this, um, we have listeners that are hearing this and like, they're not local to us. You know I mean? We're not even local. Yeah. You're, right now you're in Hawaii and yeah. I'm in California. So you can still technically surround yourself with yes. people like the, the content you consume you know what i mean yes great point so it's just like who is feeding in your ear right now you know what i mean like who's pouring water in your in the like into your glass so if you could like you now think of five maybe i don't, don't want to say top five but list of five people like influencers or people that like kind of you think right now that listeners could you know like just take a chance on you know Five people yeah. right now, you, you think like, hey, if you guys just listen to one of their podcasts, you read one of their Instagram captions, if you looked at one picture of them, that you'd be like, hey, I think this is going to be a good thing for your life. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a big Mike Stubb guy. Um, and and, you're, and you're certainly, I love that point you bring up because what you see every day, what you hear, what you listen to, what, what are you, I mean, you know what I mean? Um, are you getting information or are you just going through your high school friends that, you know, that it makes you mad when you see whatever the hell, like, are you feeding it with negative energy or positive energy or good information? You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so Mike Studd's a big guy that I listen to. Um, I told you he's a rapper, but now he's, he's a podcast. He's into like, he's just, he went from just this, first of all, his baseball player got hurt, has a really cool story. His motto is keep going. That's his motto. Just keep going, keep going, keep fighting. Right. Um, and he went from like this rapper, party scene like crazy he's doing all this crazy stuff and now he's kind of turning his life into just like super spiritual and super in touch with himself and very self-aware and uh he has a lot of cool people on that podcast a lot of athletes a lot of um business owners um aubrey marcus and joe rogan like we talked about the on it guys um they they have guys on there every day about mindset how to build a business they got athletes they got you know um and it's just i like the different i don't just stick to athletes i don't just stick to business owners i mean um different realms of people with different backgrounds. I mean, I just want to be open, especially on this podcast in general, when we start having guests on is just different perspectives of everything of how do you see this? How do you see this? What do you do? You know, it's just taking in the information that you receive and applying it to however you can in your life. And if you can't apply it, then okay, then you just learn something new. You know what I mean? Just, just, just be open, I guess is kind of what um, you need to do, but yeah, definitely surround yourself. I think Gary V is a good one. Um, yeah. And I know you have a lot of guys as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been a big, uh, like, I listen, have listened to podcasts for years. Uh, yeah. My favorite podcaster ever is uh, a guy named Tim Ferriss. Um, he is like a five-time New York Times bestseller. His book, The 4-Hour work, work Week, is a phenomenal book. It will change your life if you're into entrepreneurship and if you're just trying to get into it. But his, uh, he has a book called The 4-Hour Body 
which has taught me more about fitness and nutrition and health and life than any other book I've ever seen. And actually, I've read that book more than any other book, more than even the subtle art. And that, this book, The 4-Hour Body, is I think 750 pages yeah, or 850 pages. And I read it cover to cover like four or five times. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about, like, how long did that take you? And it's like so good, it just skims through it. But he's actually, he's like the number one or top 10 podcaster or something like that of the last 10 years because he just interviews people from all walks of life. And yeah. like, he just interviewed Hugh Jackman and then he also just interviewed Kevin Hart. But then he interviewed yeah. Ray Dalio, who's a billionaire. And then he, he just interviews Arnold Schwarzenegger, the big one that he brings on, Jamie Foxx, Kevin Costner, like people yeah. from all different walks of life, from entrepreneurship to people like Brene Brown, who just speak on courage. And yeah. Uh, some really, really incredible people that I think he is probably one of the best resources I've ever found about if you just want to like expand your thinking a little bit, you know, way, way beyond nutrition and fitness and health of like how we even started this podcast, but for this episode, but like, he's one that like, I'm trying to end like for us here is just like bringing a lot of different references, bringing a lot of different perspectives of just like, maybe you can think about this, this way think about something this way, take it or leave it. But like, it's just another, like another thought for you to just give, give some time to, you know? Absolutely. And you know, Tim Kennedy has uh, a good thing. He says like, you know, he has his, whatever views you have politically or whatever, whatever your views are, he follows everybody. You know what I mean? And he's like, I like to get information from every side of every people of different people, different, you know, groups of people. And, and he's like, if you are just looking at, if you're only surrounding yourself with the people that think only like you, or that's all you see on your social media is just people that think like you, then you're not going to grow, you know? So totally. he's like, I want to grow. I want to learn new stuff. I want to, you know, maybe I was thinking about this wrong. Maybe, you know, there's not really right or wrong. And like you said earlier, starting this podcast, like we don't want to win arguments. We're not here to, to show that we know more or whatever. We, we want to learn. We want to give information totally. and um, learn ourselves as we go through this process. And another thing too, is like uh, something you just said made me think of this was just like uh when you only follow the people that agree with you, it's usually because you, you think you're right. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And it was a quote that I, uh, I actually, it was one of those things that like, when life hits you with a moment, you're like, you step back, like, okay, wait, something's happening here. I read this quote, and then literally the next day I saw it at, on the back of some guy's shirt at the gym. Wow. And it was, <laughs> and it was like almost word for word the exact same thing, same yeah. quote. And I was like, okay, life is trying to like, show me something here. And it was just like, yeah. Uh, it's something along the lines of knowledge, true knowledge is realizing that you really don't know nearly as much as you think you do. Anything. Yeah. It's like, that's what true knowledge is. Especially it's like, when you think about like a learning curve of like learning a topic. So it's just like, for example, say fitness, You're like, you go from like, I have no idea what fitness is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know yeah. how to work out. You know what I mean? Like I've never done it before. And then you start to learn a little bit. So then you start to get more confident when you have conversations with people. Yeah. And then you get to a point of just like, you think you know everything because you've like spent, you know, a month or two on it. And then yeah. you start to like ha bring up conversations just to show people that you, you know more than yeah. they do. Exactly. But then there's this tail end of that line of just like, once you learn enough about and get enough knowledge about uh, a topic, you realize that you barely know anything. Exactly. It's, it's like always a evolving. weird reverse, like Jedi mind check of just like, True knowledge in the topic is realizing that there's so much knowledge you don't know about, so you really don't know anything. Dude, 100%. And a great, uh, a great 
you know, topic, I think of that is like jujitsu, right? Like, you know, um, Carlson Gracie, you know, Troy Acker and Evan and Lovey, um, studs, right. Um, and Troy's a black belt and he's been in jujitsu for a very, very long time. And he just talks about where this game is, is evolving like every day, like you'll go to a tournament and you're like, Holy shit, I've never seen that move before. And then you start teaching it and then you start learning how to defend it. And then a new move comes out of that. And it's just, everything's evolving. So, I mean, even the black yeah. belts learn from the white belts, so, you know what I mean? It's like, and if you think that you're the master of anything, you don't know shit because, you know, you have to learn from your students just as much as the teacher. Yeah. You know I mean, it's, it goes hand in hand. Um, and that's exactly what we want to bring to this podcast is just to show, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I think I know a decent amount. I don't, I'm not even scratching the surface of fitness and, yeah. you know, football and stuff, you know, in the game and fitness and everything's always evolving and you can always learn more. You can always better yourself in some way. I mean, I'm on Instagram every day from just even friends or former teammates or whatever, or uh, Julian Edelman posting something or whatever, whatever people I see. And I just take, take from here. I took from this strength coach. I took from this strength coach. I took from this Instagram influencer, took from this CrossFitter. And I'm, you know, just whatever fits and whatever fits for your lifestyle. I mean, just take what you can and apply it. I mean, that's all it is. Totally. And and this doesn't also mean to like not be confident, you know what I mean? It's also like confidence is almost like you become more confident once you realize that you're like, okay, with not, with realizing you don't know everything, you know what I mean? Still have an ego. Confidence. Exactly. Yeah. So like that, it's one of those things of cockiness versus confidence is a whole nother conversation, but mm-hmm. riffing off the idea of confidence is both of our, one of our favorite athletes ever is Conor McGregor. Absolutely. And I know he's impacted your life a lot and I've seen it and I can like verify stories about speaking things into existence yeah uh, saying things are going to happen and then going out and doing them that's like his quote but that's something Absolutely. That I, I know him saying that and bringing that idea to you made a huge impact on your life Absolutely. one i've seen that i remember we were in uh, high school where i think what class did we have together stats was it yeah uh-huh it was and this kid caleb just you freaking came into class and you said i'm gonna take back like what was it four punts Tonight yeah. against Capo, I'm, I'm, yeah. so you call them house calls. You said, I'm going to take back like four kicks, like two or three or four kicks, or something like that. You say that in class, literally that, and it was Friday and it was game day that <laughs> night, you literally returned four, what was it? Two punts and two kicks, four touchdowns, three punts. Yeah. Three punts, one kick, three punts, one kick, four touchdowns. And he literally said it in class that morning. Yeah. I was like, when you did that, I was just <laughs> like, oh, okay, one, you're onto something even at this level. And then all of a sudden, like we started paying more attention to Conor McGregor and he'll, he's, and I, he got a little bit from Muhammad Ali, but he, uh, yeah. McGregor will just like say, I'm going to, he's going to swing with his left. I'm going to duck it and I'm going to hit him with the right or probably vice versa with him. Jose Aldo, yeah. He's like speaks into existence and he's like, I'm going to knock him out first round. And then like, it actually happens and he, he does it. It's like, yeah. it's something, it's like, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. He's, uh, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to hit with the right hand well, real quick right here. He's going to drop uh, the first round. going to be over with, uh, make me the champ. Put the belt on me right now, you know? He's a, uh, you watch he, a lot he, of Conor McGregor. <laughs> You've done that in the mirror a couple of times. Oh, I practice in the shower, man. But he, yeah, uh, yeah, he said that about Jose Aldo. He's like, I'm going to knock him out in the first round. He's going to throw a left. I'm going to duck. You know, um, knocked out Jose Aldo in fucking, what, like 30 seconds, whatever it was. And, and, and Jose Aldo was like, what, the oh, best top of the fighter world. in the world? Yeah. yeah. I think he was undefeated at the time. And, um, you know, what, what I really got from him was when he's a fucking – he's – uh, shaved head, clean face. He's like 18 years old. And he's like, I- I'm going to be the world champ someday. Yes, sir. I'm going to be the world champ. And that's like, you are what you, you, what you think is like what you become. Like your thoughts become actions, your actions become your personality. They take over. And it's like, 
you know, we, I'm going every day in the, in the morning at the gym, we're talking about going D1, going D1, or I'm scoring this touchdown and, you know, visualizing. And, you know, I remember the, my best moment of football to this date, you know, is my partner turned against Cal when I was at Washington State. And I remember, you know, I kept itching and I kept believing I was going to score, but I really didn't tap into that yet. And then that morning, it's a night game. I go through my routine on game day and I'm showering before we leave the hotel to go, you know, walk throughs and bus to the game. And in a shower, I'm pretending to be the announcer, right? I'm pretending to be the announcer. I'm like, Cal, Cal, I'm like, oh, Cal has the ball. They receive. They go three and out. Now to re- return the punt is Caleb Fossum. And I'm like, oh, Caleb Fossum catches the ball. He brings tackle. He's down the sideline. He scores. You know what I mean? I'm pretending to be the announcer in the shower. Like, I go through the exact scenario. I visualized it. Um, but, like, legit was in my mind visualizing this happening, me scoring a touchdown. We get to the game. Cal receives. They go three and out. And I'm walking out of the field, and I'm like, holy shit. Dude, as soon as the punter kicked that ball, I mean, I got goosebumps again. I, I just knew, I'm like, this is it. This is the exact play. And it was zero hesitation. And your body will literally do what you tell it to do. It's, it's, it's crazy. And that was the first time that, like, yeah, I mean, I, t- I talked about a lot of game in high school about that shit, you know. But, I mean, did I believe it? Yeah. But I was also a kid. I didn't really give a shit. I thought I was the best anyway, right? We all do. But at that moment in college was exactly where it hit me. I'm like, dude, holy shit. Like, I literally visualized this and said this to myself, and I just scored a fucking touchdown. And um, the feeling you get and everything, it's like you felt it before. So when you prepare your mind and visualize, your body already knows what to do. It's, 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 the mind is crazy, and I'm still researching and learning about it and going to continue to learn. But um, you need to use your mind. It's a powerful tool. Totally. I think it's, a, I think it's probably a pretty good note to end the po- podcast on today this episode ended up being way more than just like we had a couple ideas at the beginning. I was just like, you know, started off with like, you know, some fitness and nutrition, a couple like yeah. a couple of things and a little bit about wellness and we went so much deeper into like more of the, like the emotional and mental state of just life and decision-making and just about how to think. And I think it's perspectives like that, that are so much better than uh, when people come up, come up and see an Instagram picture of you, or even like how I've heard people speak about you sometimes is that like, they just look at you and think that you're just like this yoke shredded athlete and you're just a jock. And then it's just like, you have a conversation. <laughs> totally. But then you have yeah. a conversation with you and be like, Oh wait, this dude, like he's actually so much more open-minded than literally anybody here. Yeah. And it's something that like, it's cool that like, this is a podcast that gives you a voice to like give that perspective. Cause I think actually from knowing you for, for so long and yeah. having so many of these conversations that have never been recorded, you know what I mean? Yeah. To track them and just like, Hey, I, I think, if I could say one thing here, just that when I, when Caleb speaks, it's one of those things where maybe you turn the volume up a little bit because he brings uh, some serious <laughs> uh, he brings some serious perspective to way more than just what people perceive as just a guy a douchey dude that's just shredded and plays football. He's uh, <laughs> he's a dude that you know he thinks about life in very interesting ways that I think a lot of people could be really open minded to. I really appreciate that, man. And you know that, that means a lot because I do think people I do come off. Um, you know, I, I'm confident. I you know, but I, I'm also open. Like you said, I just want to learn. I mean, if you have something that you might not agree with me, I'd love to hear it. You know what I mean? I'd love to hear everything. I just, you know, I want to love people. I want to love life and um, give whatever I can back to people and people that are listening. And, you know, if people um, want to ask us questions personally, um, they can DM OGFY, DM us. Um, if they want to comment on stuff, um, topics they want to hear us talk about, or if we have experience in, you know, we're here to help. We're here to give information. So I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to end with a question to you. If you could go back in time and, you know, prepare yourself or ask yourself a question or tell yourself something to like your younger self, um, 
you know, what would that be? Or would you change anything or, you know, give yourself a mindset, you know? That's, okay. That's an interesting one. I've, uh, I've put some thought into that before. Cause I actually just asked, uh, I love the question. I was like, if you go back in time to any time, what would it be? Yeah. But if I could go back and tell myself something, I would probably go back and tell, I'd go back to two points in time. I would go back to my freshman year of high school. My freshman year of high school, I was playing summer ball on my summer baseball team. I was, and all I wanted to do in my life at that point was play shortstop for the Yankees. I would have yeah. checked everything. Play <laughs> for the Yankees. Yeah. So I was playing um, on my summer baseball team. I was playing on the freshman team and I was playing with JV team. And there was a time where I never told anybody because I, I didn't play it. I didn't have somebody that was on all three teams. So like yeah. nobody knew it. I played 42 games in a row, 42 days in a row. Yeah. Holy shit. And it, and it just like, it was a point in my life where it just like something switched a little bit. It didn't make me stop loving baseball, but it almost like it was a point in my life where I just kind of started to be like, I'm a little burned out. And like literally yeah. from that point on for, throughout all of high school, I gave it like 90%. You know what I mean? I didn't mm -hmm. put everything into it because there was a little bit. So I went back into my, into there and just said like, dude, like, take a few off days and relax, man. Just like yeah. chill, out, chill out for a second. Like you don't have to perform for all of these things. Say no. Chill that's out, like, dude. That's like one of those things where just like, I uh, would have stopped trying to perform to impress other people and just try to do a lot more. Just be like, Hey, are you happy with yourself? Are you doing this? Do you want to play today? Dude. And yeah. I would have, I would have come back and told myself something along the lines of just like, bro, relax. Dude, just chill out. This game is not going to make your, break your whole entire <laughs> baseball career. Bro. And, you know, you just made me think of something we could end on this, but um, my whole life growing up, man, all through middle school, high school and playing sports, I'm like, dude, I want to be rich and famous and I want to be like Julian Edelman and I want to uh, win Super Bowls and be on that stage and just be just, you know, have this notoriety and just be, uh, you know, public figure. And the older I get, bro, the more, the less I want that lifestyle. I don't want to yeah. be just this, you know, I don't want to be that. I just want to be free. I want to live my life how I want to live it. I don't want to be a slave to anything, including my craft, including my job. You know, I just want to be free in the aspect of living my life the way the dangerous freedom that we get on this, in this country. And, you know, it's crazy how your mind shifts when you're older. Like, all you want to be is a baseball player. And you're like, that's not my identity. That's not, you know, yeah. and that's what happened after this college season. I'm like, dude, I'm going to the NFL. I'm going to the NFL. It's like, yeah, well, reality check, dude, not everybody goes. You might not be that one percenter, dude. You know what I mean? And now it's like, I'm finally okay with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was awesome, dude. That was a great episode. Um, you know, um, our motto is stay ready, don't get ready. But I think we have another little one that we need to incorporate back into our life because every time either I go up to bat or before a game in football, I would wait for this text from Luke and it would be do something cool. That's something the only text cool. I needed. Do something cool, man. Uh, do something cool tonight before our games in college and all that stuff. Um, so the motto is do something cool today. And, and in life, really, just be you know cool, really man. Funny is that's probably what I would have actually gone back to tell myself. <laughs> and it's because do something cool. And this is a real story. I would tell everybody this in a big situation. I would always, if I was at shortstop, I would, pause the whole game if it was like yeah. the last inning you know game's tired and i'll go up and tell the pitcher like hey do something cool because every single time every single time the pitcher's like that what do you mean do something cool what because it's just like yeah. a, hey dude like it's just life dude just like relax for a second like this situation's yeah. not too big just like dude just like, have soak fun, it dude. in man yeah because like do, do something cool is such like a what the 
what does that mean? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it makes you think like, what, what is he talking about? But it just uh, like takes you out of the moment for a second. And like, you're like, oh, okay, deep breath. Like, all right, I can yeah. do this. So it's just like, I, exactly. I tell myself to do something cool. Like one of the first job interviews that I got was just like, hey, do something cool. Cause it was like, relax. You're like, just, just be yourself. It wasn't like, yeah. a, dude, you have to get this job. Or like, no. if I have a phone call with somebody, you're like, I'm meeting someone important. It's just, I usually tell myself before I like walk in to meet them, it's like, do something cool, dude. Just relax. Like this. Yeah. Like, just chill out. It takes the it takes the pressure off. And um, a cool thing that Arby Marcus talked about was being in a locker room of a UFC fight. And he's like, dude, these guys are gonna probably be so amped up and like I'm about to go fight somebody. And he goes in there and they're all cracking jokes, bullshitting and laughing their ass off. And it's all about you don't want to peak too early. You don't wanna, you know, you don't wanna be all psyched out of your mind of the fact that like you don't even perform well. You wanna be calm, you wanna be cool, you wanna be collected, and when that time comes, you know, embrace the moment and execute the game plan. And uh, that's do something cool, man. So um, OGFY, Operation Go Find Yourself, is now incorporating do something cool into our motto. Um, And that will help you stay ready. So um, appreciate it, man. Uh, Always fun talking with you. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And uh, catch us again next week. And, um, you know, do something cool today. Absolutely. Do something cool. And uh, thank you for listening. Absolutely. See you guys.